Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to a fun episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. In this episode, we are going to circle back around to a topic that I covered for the first time about two years ago, and it is one that has come up recently as we have been talking about park hopping and what that looks like today as attraction times have started to increase and just sort of the the overall pandemic situation. I think it makes sense to take another look at what it looks like to experience a half-day park at Walt Disney World, or is there even such a thing as a half-day park? Because everybody is going to have a different answer, whether you're going on a solo trip, a group trip, a family trip, you're going with younger folks, older folks, or something in between, you're going to have a different experience, and your definition of what a half-park day could be might be different. So I hope this episode is helpful, is practical for you. I apologize you had to cut the little technical hiccups through the process, but I think we got most of it worked out for you all in podcast land. I hope you do enjoy this episode and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday and it is June the 22nd, 2021. And our question of the day is, what is your favorite Disney character quote? Again, What is your favorite Disney character quote? So we mentioned this in pre-show just a few moments ago, but if it's Disney, classic Disney, Star Wars, modern Disney, animated, computer animated, whatever, Pixar, um, anything that Disney has produced or distributed, we will count that for the sake of argument. So uh, what is your favorite Disney character quote? Would love to hear from you. If it's a Mickey quote, if it's, you know, something Woody said from Toy Story or from Moana or like Lilo and Stitch, like I saw somebody say earlier, uh, would love for you to drop that in there. Our topic, though, tonight so is a little bit different. So this is our question of the day. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about that. But our topic is also a question, not to confuse you, but it might be a little bit. I don't know. Uh, our topic is actually this. Which Disney park? This says car. I don't know why. So we're going to fix that. Um, that just makes no sense whatsoever. Probably something with autocorrect. Because, you know, I'm not going to edit this out just because, you know, this this show is not um, perfect. So, which Disney park can you do in half a day? Which Disney park can you do in half a day? So, we'll put that back up there. There we go. That looks better. Which Disney park park can you do in half a day? So, we'll get this right one of these days. Uh, super professional stuff here, folks. Um, you're getting your money's worth. Which Disney park can you do in half a day? Uh, It's a question that comes up a lot in different conversations about planning. So I did an episode about two years ago on is there such a thing as a half day, uh, a half day at Disney park? Like, is there a half park day? Like, is that, is that a thing? Um, Like, cause some people say, well, you know, so-and-so parks is only a half a day uh, because, and they'll just, you know, give me some reasons or this park is half a day because whatever. And it's usually different reasons. And we're going to get into some of that. So when you're park planning, you know, there are questions that you got to ask yourself to figure out, okay, um, you know, w- with my family, am I going solo groups, large, small, you know, what's your point, what's your goal, you know, what time of day are you getting there? You know, those sorts of things. So lots of different things you got to consider when you're thinking about a Disney park that you could do in half a day. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to mention some Disney news. We had a lot of Disney news that was dropped today. Um, and I'm just going to kind of read some of this verbatim from Disney parks because they sum that up a lot better than I could. And I may 
give you some kind of ad lib comments here and there. Uh, last week, we, we found out that a lot of the nighttime spectaculars were coming back. Uh, Epcot's uh, Epcot Forever, uh, that show will be premiering this summer again, coming back, and also uh, Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom uh, will be coming back as well. The nighttime uh, fireworks spectacular there. So, uh, you know, those things are coming back, they're happening, but today, Disney dropped some wonderful little nuggets having to do with their 50th anniversary celebration, which I'm very excited about. They're kind of slowly sort of releasing everything. We're not like just releasing everything at once, but they're slowly kind of releasing things so we can, you know, understand what all is going to be happening come October 1. The first thing, uh, first things, two things actually, that I'll mention are two new nighttime spectaculars are coming. This is awesome. So, um, there's a new nighttime spectacular called Disney Enchantment that will help kick off the 50th anniversary festivities when it debuts October the 1st at Magic Kingdom Park. Created to launch with the most magical celebration, the world's most magical celebration, which is the official name for kind of the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World that 18-month-long celebration. Uh, this evening extravaganza will take you on a journey filled with adventure, wonder, and empowerment, inspiring everyone to believe in magic. Disney Enchantment will feature music, enhanced lighting, stunning fireworks, and for the first time ever, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle down Main Street, USA. Now, this has been done before in Disney parks. This is not a new thing, but it is a kind of a newer thing at uh, Magic Kingdom. So this is going to be really neat. Like, I'm very excited to see what that's going to look like. It'll give you more of, a, more of an immersive feel uh, when it comes to those nighttime spectacular uh, experiences. And one of the, some of the first comments that I saw um, when, when we're talking about these nighttime spectaculars are, well, what about Happily Ever After? Is that going to come back? Well, we know that this magical celebration is slated only to last 18 months. So, you know, some people have speculated, including myself, uh, that this particular Disney Enchantment nighttime spectacular will only last those 18 months. You know, we, could Wishes come back at the end of that? Sure. I don't know. Why not? It would be awesome to see Wishes brought back. Could Happily Ever After be brought back? Sure, maybe. I don't know. You know, Disney Imagineers are constantly creating, constantly thinking forward, not just like six months or so in advance, but they're constantly thinking forward years in advance. So these nighttime spectaculars weren't created overnight. Um, they were constantly worked on, tweaked, planned. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, we'll see. I would love to see uh, one of the nighttime spectaculars brought back. That would be really cool. You know, I, I'm kind of dreaming over here, but I think in Disney Enchantment, we'll, we will most likely, hopefully, see some nods to some of the former nighttime spectaculars and uh, celebrations that have happened. So that, that that's just kind of something that I would like to see. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but hopefully, hopefully it will. Joining Disney Enchantment on October the 1st will be Harmonious. We've heard all about this show. Seen the large barges on uh, World Showcase Lagoon. Harmonious at Epcot, uh, one of the largest nighttime spectaculars ever created for a Disney park. This new show will bring the globe together at World Showcase Lagoon in a celebration of Disney music that inspires people worldwide. It is a grand, powerful tribute to the stories and songs that unite us, embracing new technical magic that incorporates pyrotechnics, choreographed moving fountains, lighting, and media in new ways. Harmonious will invite you to travel the globe through new interpretations of classic Disney songs as you've never heard them before. 
reimagined in more than a dozen languages by a diverse group of 240 artists from around the world. That is amazing. Like, I love that. So they're not just like, okay, we're going to throw some fireworks up there, some projections, some cool effects, but they're intentional, right? They're, they're bringing together musicians and artists of different kinds from around the world to create this because they want to, they want it not just to kind of, you know, represent the, the countries that are there and kind of be fun and thematic. Like they want it to be that, but they want it to be intentionally uh, formed and sound good and authentic. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I haven't heard the soundtrack. I don't know that a lot of people have outside of those that are privy to that kind of information, but it'll be really neat. So in, in being that both of those are happening on debuting on, on October the 1st, there's probably an intentional reason behind that. I mean, yes, it's kind of a 50th anniversary thing, um, but it's going to help hopefully draw some of the crowds out between both. Uh, last time I looked, park passes, uh, reservations were sold out for both. Uh, at one point, they were kind of brought back a couple of different times for Magic Kingdom and for Epcot kind of over the past few weeks. There have been sort of moments where they've released sort of new waves of those. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout. It's possible. You know, I would say we've got... You know, it's uh, June the 22nd, as I said earlier. So we've still got a few months until that happens. So October the 1st, we'll be here before we know it. And I can't wait to be there. I'll probably be there seeing the Disney Enchantment show. And I'm very, very, very excited about that. So I'm going to pause real quick and kind of see. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pause real quick and kind of go back to our question of the day. Uh, which, What is your favorite Disney character quote. So what is your favorite Disney character quote? Let's check out and see who's in the comments here today. Vance Cope, ain't no need to watch where I'm going. I just need to know where I've been. That's a good one, Vance. Love it. Um, <laughs> oh, Dave, 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 Dave. Um, you're so funny. He's just, he just has to drop in. I thought he was doing a live podcast. This may be over. He might be dropping into mine. I'm not really sure. Wrestling. Did I see something about wrestling? No, Dave, you did not see something about wrestling. I'm sorry. Uh, this, this is the wrong, the wrong podcast. Uh, Animal Kingdom, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, she's probably, uh, commenting about the kind of topic for the day, talking about what, what, which Disney park can you do in half a day? I would argue that you can make that park a full day. Uh, easily if you wanted to. Um, Vance says, Disney Studios in Paris, what a boring park at least a few years ago. Hopefully all the recent improvements have made it better. So uh, Disneyland Paris uh, had a bunch of uh, downtime during the pandemic and they recently recently uh, reopened. Now for the first time, we have all the Disney parks around the world that are reopened uh, at, at, since the pandemic uh, at the same time. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and Disneyland Paris sure, certainly had some time to, to work on uh, a few things around property. So I'm hoping um, that that has been the case, that they've been able to fix a few things and you know hopefully uh, the experience will be a lot better for the guests and the cast members that are there. So we'll be hearing more about that uh, soon, I, I hope, as more folks visit and uh, we get reports back from that. Uh, there's also new di new daytime entertainment stirring at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Uh, check out this artist rendering. So there's an artist rendering uh, online on the Disney Parks blog. It looks kind of cool. Um, and this is the, the entertainment show. is called Disney Kite Tales. Disney Kite Tales. So if you remember from Epcot Forever, there used to be these jet skis that uh, rode around World Showcase lagoon and those jet skis unfortunately due to these large harmonious barges will 
not be there. It's kind of a bit of a, a hazard for them to ride around at night. Uh, so we don't expect to see the jet skis uh, for the kind of re sort of re, re showing of uh, Epcot forever when it comes back in the parks. So my guess, those are going to be the, the same jet skis jet skis that were used at Epcot, the ones that are going to be on Animal Kingdom now. So they're going to be p pulling these uh, things around uh, the Discovery River Amphitheater, formerly where Rivers of Light uh, was shown. This will also start October the 1st. Uh, performers will fly wind catchers and kites of all shapes and sizes while out on the water. Uh, elaborate three-dimensional kites, some stretching out to 30 feet long. Uh, they will depict Disney animal friends, including Simba, Zazu, Baloo, and King Louie. These couple creations will dance through the sky to the beat of the favorite Disney songs and an uplifting, vibrant experience for the whole family. So that sounds kind of neat, right? It's kind of kind of a heartwarming experience. It's not big, wow, nighttime spectacular, but it'll probably be something kind of fun to see and experience. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse will be your host for the world's most magical celebration, and they'll be decked out in sparkling new iridescent fashions for the 50th anniversary. As you can see, there's a there's a photo, uh, if you go to Disney Parks blog and check it out, um, where you can see the best pals kind of hanging out with Donald Duck, Goofy, Pluto, and Chip and Dale, and Daisy. They'll all be there in their own custom-made iridescent looks beginning October the 1st. It'll be cool to see some of those out. You'll get a chance to see them when they travel through the Magic Kingdom Park several times daily in the new Mickey Celebration Cavalcade. So we'll see another cavalcade. Uh, that is one of the things, personally, that I think out of the pandemic that I like. Uh, there are some folks that you know really want to see the, like, the Festival of the Fantasy Parade, just for instance, come back, because we, we love those full, long experiences. But the benefit of, we've talked about this before, but the benefit of the cavalcades versus a full-on parade is that cavalcades are periodically throughout the day. You're not having to waste time, you know, sitting down, you know, guarding your space for that three o'clock parade or that nighttime parade that you're going to see. And there's more of a likelihood that you're going to get catch a glimpse or a picture of, of the characters that you want because they'll come by more than one time uh, throughout the day. And there can be multiple spots throughout the parks. And sometimes, you know, the experience seeing these cavalcades over in Frontierland versus Main Street USA are different. So, uh, you know, they might be doing a different thing. There might be a different song going. They might be closer to you. They might be, you know, so the experience is a little bit different every time they come around uh, for the cavalcade. So that's kind of cool from Disney park starting today through August 1st, 2021, you can nominate, and this is actually really cool. So this is not sponsored. This is not like a travel mation thing. This is not uh, a me thing as a Disney travel planner. Um, this is a Disney parks thing. So I want to be very specific about that starting today through August 1st, October 1st, 2021, you can nominate any person who inspires you for the Disney Magic Makers contest by visiting DisneyMagicMakers.com and sharing the positive impact that they have made. So one of the things that I've loved to see, and this was inspired uh, by what I'm about to say, is, are the things that have kind of happened, especially throughout the pandemic, where neighbors are doing great things for neighbors, where people are just you know being good humans to each other and being kind and compassionate and, and serving each other and making a difference in the lives of other people and kind of bringing magic alive, so to speak. So 
Uh, lots of people have been having a, a positive impact on each other. Uh, there, there are a bunch of different ways that you can nominate folks. You can go to that website uh, that I said, DisneyMagicMakers.com. Uh, you can also share their amazing stories with a public post using hashtag DisneyMagicMakers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok. Again, hashtag DisneyMagicMakers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok. 50 nominees whose inspirational acts of kindness, compassion, and creativity best exemplify the values of a Disney Magic Maker will win a trip to Walt Disney World to join the world's most magical celebration during the 50th anniversary and a one-year subscription to Disney+. Plus. Again, this is not sponsored by me or Travelmation. I just thought this was something really cool uh, that Disney Parks was doing, and uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that briefly for anybody that might be interested. So there you go. All right, so let's get back uh, from our Disney Parks news. We're going to pop this up here real quick. We'll leave that up here in just a minute. Which Disney Park... Uh, could you do in half a day? Again, which Disney park uh, could you do in half a day? So everybody has their own kind of opinions and thoughts uh, about this. But again, this going back to this episode that we did a couple of years ago, is there such a day, is such a thing as a half day at a Disney park? Sure, yeah, I think there is. Um, but that's going to depend on who you are. That's going to depend on, you know, what you do, what your travel goals are, who you're traveling with, if you're traveling with anybody. You know, to sum it up, you know, in and of itself, is there a half day Disney park? Like, is, is, is Disney designing parks to be a half day park? No, they're not. They want you to be there. They want you spending your money. They want you hanging out, having a good time, creating some memories. Uh, so there's that. So you have to define what a half day at a Disney park is. First of all, what is that? Time-wise, well, what does that actually mean? So the park hours have been flexing a little bit recently. They've been lengthening in some cases as we've, as we've gotten into the summer, which is awesome to see. So, you know, are you talking half day is in like exactly half the hours of the day that the park is open or half day is in just like park open to like, you know, noon or one o'clock. So you have to define that because, you know, in the course of three or four hours, say three hours, you probably can't get done a whole lot. As the parks are getting busier and opening earlier, um, the ability to do more, and my friend Terry Weaver from WDW Today and the DVC podcast, uh, DVC podcast, Top of the World, posted this earlier today. So this is not purely an original thought, but uh, I agree with him. Uh, he basically said that as the um, as as the parks are transitioning, kind of opening, getting busier, those early park hours that you saw with a lot of the parks reopening early are starting to dissipate a little bit. Uh, I was aware that Epcot had started doing more of a traditional rope, cut, rope drop experience where they let guests into uh, a certain point and hold you there and then we'll kind of let you go about. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios apparently has started doing that as well. So if you've experienced that, I would love to hear uh, what that was like for you. Um, you also have to answer this question. Are you going solo or are you traveling in a group? Are there any mobility accommodations that may determine how much you can do in half a day? So, you know, that's another thing. And that's something as a travel planner that I try to be sensitive to when we're making dining reservations, when we're figuring out, are they going to park up or they're not? What's the right type of ticket for them? What kind of experience uh, are they looking for? Are there any things that they will need to make their trip uh, a little bit easier once they get there? Because uh, there are a lot of people from all different walks of life and capabilities that, that go to Disney World and want to have a magical time. And Disney does the best job they can uh, to accommodate those needs. So when you're playing, if you're thinking about a half day, uh, definitely, definitely think about that. 
Also, you want to strategize about dining and attractions and entertainment. There's a lot to do at Disney. There's a reason why people keep coming back. There's a reason why Disney keeps on innovating and in, in, in releasing new things, releasing new experiences. So, you know, each park has its own uh, quick service and table service and character dining experiences. They have their own attractions, some that are designed for thrills, some that are designed just to kind of entertain and, and put a smile on your face. Uh, there's each park has its own, you know, versions and, uh, and, and showings of different, you know, live entertainment options that are out there. So, you know, whether you want to watch the Dapper Dans on, on Main Street USA, or you want to pop over to Animal Kingdom and see a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King, uh, each one of those live entertainment options, some of them don't last that long. Some of them do last a little bit longer. So you've got to weigh those things time-wise. You have to be intentional if you are planning a half-day park. Don't just expect to go in and be like, okay, what do you want to do? You know, unless, like, now, I think about folks that are Disney uh, annual pass holders and those that have been there, you know, multiple times. Like, if you haven't gone for a while, like, if you haven't gone for a while or you're going for your first time or you've got some people that are going there for your first time, don't just wing it. Have an intentional plan. Still be flexible. Like I always say, plan well and be flexible when it comes down to it. So, because, you know, weather sometimes can shut down certain attractions if they're outdoors and you, you, you never know what's going to happen. So, plan well, be realistic, but also be flexible. Uh, so lots of dining attraction entertainment options that are out there. So let's kind of take a look uh, part by part real quickly. And I would love to hear from you. If, you, if there's anything that you would like have to say, like your must do at any of these parks that we're talking about, uh, I would love to uh, hear what you have to say. So let's talk about Magic Kingdom, Half Day at Magic Kingdom. This is probably going to be the most challenging one because there's a lot to do uh, in Magic Kingdom, especially for the young ones. So, you know, back in New Fantasyland, uh, back in even over Adventureland, Frontierland, there's lots of great things to do uh, for little ones. Lots of great quick service dining options, you know, shopping, all the things that are out there. Lots of great iconic experiences that people talk about all the time. And, and if you're going to do a half day there, you're going to have to figure out a way to dial it back. Now, if you're just talking like park hours, half day, uh, you know, sometimes the parks are over in 10, 10 11, sometimes 12 hours uh, or more. Uh, you know, they've done even 24 hour days in, in, in these parks before. It's been a while quite some time since that's been done. Uh, so it is possible to do Magic Human half the day, but you're going to have to be strategic about it. You're not going to be able to do all the big rides. You're not going to be able to, to see all the live entertainment options. Normally, even if you do a full day, you probably won't be able to do that. You also have to think about the time of year that you are going. Are you going in the peak summer travel season? Are you going in the peak kind of winter holiday season or over spring break or fall break when lots of folks like to travel? Or, you know, are you going, say, you know, early May, right before school gets out? It's not too hot yet. Uh, are you going, say, late, you know, late to mid, late summer to, to early fall when maybe some schools have started back? So things to think about when you're when you're visiting and, and having these experiences. If I was doing a half day at Magic Kingdom, uh, I would definitely 
try to rope drop and head straight to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That would be the first thing because, you know, especially if you're going for the first time, that's an attraction that you want to do. There's lots of other iconic attractions like It's a Small World and Space Mountain and Jungle Cruise. Would definitely try to fit those in there if I can. Those would probably be my next ones as well as Haunted Mansion. Uh, so there are some things that take a little bit longer uh, to experience as well. So you want to kind of think about those. Of course, you want to gauge wait times. Uh, the My Disney Experience app uh, is a great source, mobile source, to uh, be able to check those wait times out and kind of figure out what you want to do and when you know you can kind of gauge what is and what the flow is of the day sometimes when the weather's bad uh, that will help keep some of the the, the crowds down uh, again that may determine which attractions are open especially the outdoor ones like i mentioned so you know just be aware of that um, there are some pros to that and there's some cons to it <laughs> so uh, magic kingdom it's possible to do it. It's probably going to be the most challenging one, um, but it is possible. Let's talk about Epcot. So Epcot does not have a massive amount of attractions, um, comparatively speaking, like Magic Kingdom does. It does have Chess Track, has Soren, has Mission Space, Frozen Ever After, and several of the other uh, you know rides in some of the different pavilions over in the land in Mexico uh, and the seas. So uh, lots of different things to do there. But, you know, again, some of these, the wait times are almost walk-on. Uh, like a lot of times, the boat ride in the land, uh, you can almost just walk straight on it many times if you hit it right. Uh, some of them, like Soren and Test Track, will always have some sort of wait. So you have to gauge that. You know, sometimes it's better to do a half day later in the day than beginning of the day. So, for instance, if you're coming in, you're, you're flying in, and you're not getting there till I don't know, right before lunch, around lunchtime or so, go in, get settled at your hotel, your accommodations, and hit up one of the parks in the later part of the day, and just kind of take it easy, right, you know, gauge your, gauge the crowd levels and things, and just have a good time, just sort of go at it, like, that's for me, is, is the time when it's okay to wing it, like, have a plan, don't be so structured that you can't be a little bit flexible, but, you know, know what you want to do, know what you want to accomplish, you can go in there and have a half day when you get there and just kind of hang out. Some folks like to, you know, um, like to kind of acclimate <laughs> to the Disney verse when they get there. So uh, some folks like to jump straight on in. Sometimes I do. Like if I'm going by myself on a solo trip, many times I'm headed straight to the parks uh, when I get there. Uh, so we talked about Epcot, Magic Kingdom, also Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, now Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, has more to offer than it used to, especially with Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So if you are going to go to this park, I would recommend doing it in the first part of the day. So Disney's Hollywood Studios in the morning, you're going to have more of a likelihood. Actually, you will have the only way for you to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance is if you go to this park in the morning. So it's a very good point uh, to kind of think about. Also be aware that transportation to Disney's Hollywood Studios in the morning, coming via Skyliner can get a little bit backed up. So it's it's great. It's super you know flexible, uh, which which I like. If you're going in later in the day, or you're or you're planning on spending a whole day there, plan on going in a little bit after the park opens, and you'll still have a great opportunity to get get in and, and do and experience a lot. But make sure you get up early and and book those park pass book your uh, boarding group reservations, not your park passes. Hopefully you already have those <laughs> if it's your first park of the day. So um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, again, has a great to offer, a lot, lot to offer uh, with attractions and the live entertainment uh, options, which 
it is one of the parks that was kind of hit hardest by the live entertainment because it was found like that was one of the, the, the key pillars that this park was founded on uh, straight atmosphere, the Indiana Jones epic stunt show uh, spectacular uh, among them, the beauty and the beast live on stage. Fantasmic. Um, let's see what else we have. So some of the, some of the you know different parades that they had back in the day uh, as well. So uh, there are lots of different things kind of around the park to do as far as live entertainment goes. Those things are kind of slowly starting to trickle back in, more so with the other parks than with the studios for right now. Uh, but hopefully we'll see more back uh, soon. So dining-wise, uh, there are some great things to experience, like the new menu at ABC Commentary. 50s primetime is always a classic, classic ex dining experience for me that I love to do if I can, if at all possible. Uh, so lots of great things. Got to go up back to Ronto Roasters and get your Ronto wrap there uh, as well. So you can grab some quick bites when you're planning a half-day trip. It's definitely something you want to consider doing. I would completely put table service meals like aside. So we're talking like maximizing your experience. If you want a laid back experience, you only want to do a couple of attractions, book that table service meal, do it, enjoy it. Uh, the food will be good. The service will be great. And you'll have an awesome time and, and go and just spend that, spend those relaxing moments uh, there. So lots of different ways to do this. And again, as we're talking about this, you have to gauge, you know, what your travel goals are within the half day. Are you trying to get in as much as you can in a small amount of time, or are you just, kind of chilling and hanging out and having a good time and just sort of people watching uh, as it were. So lots of different things to think about and to do uh, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios and kind of along the way here. Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. So uh, earlier Dave mentioned, uh, we'll put this back up here in just a second. So uh, Dave mentioned Animal Kingdom 100%. So I, I think this is a definite possibility. This is probably the most more uh, realistic, I think, option for say, generally speaking, all folks that might be looking to do a half-day park at uh, at Disney. And I think that's because of the number of the attractions uh, that are there uh, when they open, the, taking into account the park hours. Typically, Animal Kingdom Park closes earlier than most of them and in some cases can open a little bit earlier too. So, you know, you will get uh, a different experience in the morning than you get at night. So that's something to consider. Uh, you don't have to worry about boarding groups or virtual queues right now at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park either. Uh, they do have some live entertainment options that they have brought back. Celebration Festival of the Lion King, for instance. Uh, they're bringing the new, the new uh, kind of, um, what is it called? I have to go back in my notes here. Um, the new Disney Kite Tales back in, in October 1st. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. So they're, And they also have some thrill attractions like Expedition Everest and um, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage is amazing and breathtaking. And that is just, and people ask me about that ride if you've never done it. Uh, it, just, it puts a smile on your face, y'all. You will love it. If you've never done that attraction, it is a must-do, a must-see. Even after having you know done that attraction a few times, uh, I still, like, it just puts a smile on your face and not like a, ha, ha, you know, like, scary smile but like a junior like wow that, that was really cool so definitely do that you want to prioritize your attractions and you know, if i had to pick three uh, i would say flight of passage expedition everest uh would probably skip navi river journey it's very short and a lot of times the wait times uh, are, are pretty long uh, so and i would probably do flight of passage uh, expedition everest and the kilimanjaro safari the great thing about the safari is is that you get a different experience pretty much every time you go you never know what animals are going to be out coming close. You know, they feed different animals kind of different times of the day in different ways. You know, sometimes the animals have babies and little kind of 
you know, let them out and run around the savannah a little bit. Uh, you never know what you're going to see or what they're going to be doing, what they're going to be up to. You know, some animals are more active in the morning. Some are more active later on in the day. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I would include that uh, there. I would definitely, definitely uh, take a stop for a meal at Satuli Canteen. It is my favorite quick service on property for theming and quality of food. For theming and quality of food. The food is fresh. Uh, it is delicious. It is well seasoned. It is not over seasoned or under seasoned. It is just right. Uh, they have a lot of very healthy options as well. Uh, if you have different food allergies like I do that you deal with, they're super great about that. Um, and it's a great place to go and visit and hang out. You know, of course, do your mobile ordering there. So that's that's one of the pluses to it as well. And that mobile ordering, if you're doing a half day visit, will save you uh, time uh, as well. So mobile ordering at Disney is great. It's super flexible. And if you've never used it, I would definitely check it out. I want to talk about one other thing. So we've kind of covered half days uh, at each park, but there's one other thing, kind of a, a, a bullet point uh, that I want to add to this discussion. And that is after hours parties. So the biggest, latest, greatest after hours party that we've talked about is Boo Bash. They kind of Halloween after hours event uh, that goes for about three hours at night from about around nine to uh, midnight local time that will be starting in August. Uh, there are several dates that are already sold out, but Disney did add, recently did add a few more back, which is awesome. So, you know, interested in Boo Bash stuff, we can talk about that later. Please, please let me know. Um, but the Boo Bash celebration is going to be a great opportunity to get a lot of attractions in a short amount of time. Uh, being that some of those dates have sold out, that means that Disney is intentionally limiting the capacity of those events. Uh, there will be, you know, some kind of free food offerings in that. Uh, there will be some special parade and attraction, well, not attractions, but entertainment options that you will see. So it'll be a fun experience. And traditionally, the after hours events, um, one of the biggest perks for them has been the low wait times. Now, you're probably saying, well, wait a minute. What about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And what about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? These those two events kind of by definition are not really after hours events because many times the parks would close early, significantly early, and all park guests that did not have a ticket to those events uh, would have to go in and uh, do, you know, they, they would have to leave basically. So to go to those events, you would have to have a regular park ticket and uh, a separate um Park or a separate ticket to the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party or uh, Mickey's, you know, or the Boo Bash over at Magic Kingdom. So for or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, sorry, got those two things confused. For Boo Bash, though, it is a separate ticketed event. These after hours events are a kind of a hard ticketed event, meaning you don't have to have an extra ticket on top of that. So that's one thing to consider and to think about. And the wait times are going to be lower. So. Um, after hours events have a lot of perks to them. Uh, the food, the, you know, the parties, the people, the low wait times, um, the, the specially themed kind of attractions sometimes. So sometimes we'll do some, some cool things with that and even the ambiance uh, of it as well. So in closing, I want to say this. In closing, it's not impossible. It's not impossible to do a half day at Disney. It can be done. But you will have to be intentional about your visit and somewhat flexible. Be intentional. Be realistic. If you're traveling with other people that are doing a half day, talk. make sure you loop them in and talk, talk to them. Great spots to do half days at Disney. Uh, or, again, we mentioned this earlier at the beginning, kind of hitting the ground running. Uh, or maybe towards the end of your trip, if you will only have, if you're, maybe you got a later flight in the day, but you want to get some park time in before you head to the airport. 
uh, you can go in and spend a few hours and do that. Uh, or maybe it's the middle of the week. If you've got a longer trip and you want to do just a half day, maybe a great dinner reservation over at Disney Springs or at one of the resorts, uh, resort hotels, do that. Make sure, especially, I haven't said this in a while, if you are going for, I would say, at least for five days or longer, build in a rest day in the middle. That will make the world of difference in your experience. Maybe one of those rest days could be uh, a half day at a Disney park. Typically speaking, once you get to five days of, of, of park tickets or more, uh, the price per day drops dramatically. So keep that in mind. So if you're like, well, you know, I'm budget conscious. I'm, I'm already going for five days or four days, five days. I don't know if I want to add any more than that. The, the price differential between a five-day versus a six-day ticket, especially individually, is is not that much. Uh, you know, so they do get significantly cheaper uh, as you add more days to them. So it's something to keep in mind as you're doing these half-day experiences. So lots of different ways you could spend a half-day trip. Uh, and I would suggest for you to think about that. Think about doing a half-day at Disney and seeing how it works out. But again, be intentional, plan well, and have a good time while you're doing it. So I hope this information for you is helpful tonight. Sorry about the kind of <laughs> talking over myself here a couple of times and uh, getting the uh, graphics all sorted out here, uh, the, the titles that we were dropping in there for you. But I think we got that sorted out. Uh, but hopefully this was helpful for you. Let me know. Let me know what you think of a half day should look like. What, if you've done one, what it was like for you. Did you have a good time? Was it too stressful? Do you have any special memories from it? Any pro tips that you would offer? So feel free to email me uh, or just drop those down here in the comments. My email is johnrogers at travelmason.net. If you have any questions about travel planning, as always, my travel planning services come at no additional cost to you. So you could do all the legwork yourself uh, and pay the same amount as you would having somebody help you and do it, uh, do a lot of the work for you, saving you time and hassle and potentially money because we keep an eye out for a lot of discounts that sometimes we can apply uh, after the fact. If you have questions about travel planning, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. We do hope to see you again very, very soon, and we hope you have a magical rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.